The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, and today is February 11, 2024, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Wow Show. There's this breaking news out of Washington now. The report into Biden's handling of classified documents has just come out. It's a quite a stunning quote here. The special counsel, this is according to AP, special counsel says Joe Biden came across to investigators as well-meaning elderly man with poor memory. That is going to be on every Republican ad until the end of this campaign. Right now I'm standing outside of the U.S. Supreme Court as justices inside are hearing arguments in an unprecedented case. The question before the court is whether Trump is eligible to even run for office again. When Jennifer Crumbly was called back into court after only a day and a half of jury deliberations, it was no surprise which way this verdict was headed. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Umar. Are you totally against interracial relationships? I am totally against it, and I want to make sure you understand why. Online radio at its best. Lord Jesus, thank you for this new day. I thank you for life. I thank you for health and your divine joy. I ask today that you strengthen my faith. Help me to be a person who is rooted in you, who completely and totally trusts you. I know that your word says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And Father, my desire, my prayer is that I have enough faith to please you. So I ask that you give faith like some of the great men and women of the Bible. Give me the faith and determination that the woman with the issue of blood had, if I can just touch the hem of your garment, if I can just be in your presence. Give me faith like Daniel and Job, that if I were to lose everything, if I were thrown in a den of lions, If my house and car were taken from me, I would still praise you. I would still place my trust in you. I pray that I have strong faith in God to be able to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Lord, give me the boldness of the three Hebrew boys, the boldness to remove every idol in my life, the boldness to refuse to bow down to anything that tries to take your place in my life. Help me to be bold enough to remove it, whether it be a relationship or my career. Help me not to bow down to any other gods that try to take your place. God, give me the faith of Moses. 
so that when you speak to me and call me to do your work or when the time comes for me to step into my destiny calling, I will not doubt. Give me the faith to step out and walk on water. When my mind says, you can't do that or you will never succeed at that, I pray for bold faith that will push back and say, with God all things are possible. Give me the measure of faith that truly believes you are the God of I am. And you will make a way when there seems to be no way. Lord, I pray for a heart of worship like David. I too want to chase after your heart. I too want to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, I want to be obedient like Noah. So that when the naysayers try and talk me out of your calling over my life, may I have the strength, belief, and conviction to obey you regardless. Father, I pray for wisdom like Solomon, so that I may be able to navigate this life, so that I may be a positive influence over my family and friends. Make me a better person. Refine the impurities in my heart, and Father, I pray May you increase in my life as I decrease. Amen. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is that call in number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call in number. Welcome into the serious side of the Jerry Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio, and it's best. Of course, I am Jay Rouse. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. And, and as always, I never shed a stink by myself. The man who gets the first and last word here. The serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and Ron. Good morning, Nessa. Ron, good morning, big sister. Ron, good morning, Kathleen. Ron, good morning, uh, Momo B. Ron, good morning, Real D. Ron, good morning, Marianne Music. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning to one. Good morning to all. And the number once again is three four seven eight five zero one two seven. Super Bowl Sunday. Hope you guys are uh, enjoying the Super Bowl. Hopefully the weather will cooperate if you're having a Super Bowl party, and hopefully your teams will win, and we will give you our Super Bowl picks uh, towards the end of the show. But I think you already know where we're going with it. But if you listen to the show, you know what time it is. We kind of rapid clap about things that we're not going to talk about. That didn't make the main docket, but we think it's worth mentioning during the course of this show. And the first thing I want to talk about, Ms. Elias, is it looks like the House Republicans are going to once again try to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary. Uh, You know, they were embarrassed last week because both measures that they put on the floor, they failed. If any speaker worked their saw knows you don't bring votes to the floor unless you know you have the votes to pass. Why are they continuing this nonsense, especially with the backdrop of, hey, a bill came through, a bill that you guys wanted, that you fought for, very conservative, and you said hell to the nobody. So how do they look at this, and what type of shenanigans is going on in the House of Representatives? Well, 
you know, being being that Mike McCarthy used to bring this to the Florida Network pass either. Man, and this is a do nothing Congress. You know, come on, man. What do you expect? They only passed 27 bills in four years, man. This is a do nothing Congress. They can't do anything. This is the worst Congress in the history of America. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to do all kind of sham stuff and bastard by the administration instead of doing the will of the people. They're never going to do the will of the people because if you do the will of the people, they will get stuff done. The reason they don't want to pass that bill is because it would help Biden with the, with the one thing that they want, well, the two things that they got a problem with. One thing they can't help with, but the second thing is immigration. So if you, got, if you can help the immigration with that, then by all means do it. But, you know, I digress because this Congress, you, you're never going to get them to agree on nothing. Hell, they can't even get enough votes in their own party to get stuff done. And they complain about Nancy Pelosi. Man, come on. She's, she looks like a pure genius compared to this clown. Well, she was anyway. I mean, you know, we can sit here and say what we want to, and let's not defame her by comparing her to these bozos that's in Congress right now. She knew what the hell she was doing. The reason why we have Obamacare was because of, I almost said, Mother Ducker. Woo, Lord have mercy. Ooh, I almost had to catch myself, Mr. Elias. After we listened to that beautiful prayer, man, I almost let go, y'all. But yes, <laughs> the reason why we have Obamacare is because of Nancy Pelosi. So let's stop yeah. with the comparisons because there is no comparison. These are a bunch of fools that are in Congress right now. And the only thing they know how to do is obstruct. We say it all the time. They are great ambulance chasers. But, or not ambulance chasers, but car chasers. But as soon as they catch the car, they don't know what the hell they're doing. That's just, you know, what point blank. That's just what it is. No, and they're going to no bring doubt. this up for a vote again. And what I can't understand is they must think the American people are stupid, and some of them are. How do, you say bring this vote? How do you bring this vote to the floor when it's been publicized that the bill that they brought to the floor, everything that the Republicans were, were begging for, there were Democrats that says, you know, we're going to hold our nose and vote for this because we understand the overall importance of passing this bill because it has Ukraine aid, it has Israel aid, and we'll talk about that in a second. But at the end of the day, Democrats didn't like that bill, but they voted for it. And these fools shot it down. And then they're going to impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security. You know why they're impeaching him? Because they said he is failing to secure the southern border. Well, hell, if that's the case, should we impeach all of them, Mr. Elias? I wish we could. I really wish we could. This is ridiculous. Where they do stuff is, is totally ridiculous. I don't get it. You cannot make me understand that you get... And then, and then they wanna, they, they, they're trying to censor the, the guy that brought the bill for because he's, he's telling them, hey, man, this is everything we asked for. They're giving us everything we asked for. And then you got old, old sweet Lindsey Graham. He'll sit there and, uh, and, and say, you know, this is the deal we need. He's not going to get a better deal. And then Mitch McConnell will come out and say, you know, we're, 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 we need another deal. You, you made it good, Don. You know, I got it, man. You know, I got it. Yeah, Hold on. Yeah, let, let, yeah. Me, let me do it for you. Oh, the wife I for this bill is wrong. I don't think we should uh, vote for this bill because of uh, I just don't think it's going to pass. I got you, dog. 
But he said, he, he said this was a great deal at first. Is what he was saying. Oh, okay, hold on. Great deal. We should pass. Okay, let me, let me, let me do that part. Did, okay. Oh, this is a bill that Republicans should pass. This is a great bill. And, and uh, we wish it definitely. I'll pass it through. Then what happened next, Mr. Elias? I got you. I got the Mitch McConnell for you. Then what, what happened then, next? What did he say next? Then after that, he said, no, we, can't, we shouldn't pass this bill because it's going to hurt us. And then, you know, Hollywood. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I got you. I got you. Oh, I should pass this bill. Don't lock the government. It's, it's going to hurt us. I got you, man. Just let me do the mix. <laughs> 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 and I mean, it was just clowns. And, and like I said, this is a straight-up oh. layup for the, the, the Democratic Party. And if they blow this, that's on them. This is a layup. We give you everything you asked for in the bill. Whatever you asked for, we gave it to you, and you still rejected it. Because your yeah. leader told you this is and, – and what I don't understand is that bill hadn't even been out. Nobody knew what was in the bill. And it didn't even read it. Said, hey, no, they said this is the worst bill. Donald Trump said this is the worst bill. Are you letting 5,000 immigrants come to the bill? I read the bill. The bill said it's up to 5,000. They can just shut the border down at any time. And that, that bill would have been put in place for any president, not just Joe Biden, any president. So they shot themselves in the foot. They shot themselves in the foot. They hadn't read it. And they hadn't read it before. It had even fresh off the presses. They were like, oh, we don't want to deal with it. They hadn't even read the bill. And then you had, they caught representatives on tape saying, hey, you know, you think we want to pass this to help Joe Biden? So at the end of the day, it's not about securing the southern border. At the end of the day, it's all about securing the presidency in the 2024 election. These guys are idiots and they're hypocrites. It's ridiculous. All right, something else here. All right, so let's move on. Fannie Willis admitted, Ms. Delier, that she had a relationship with this dude. And, uh, mm, you know, once again, it kind of goes back to what I've always said is that, you know, you can't throw rocks if you live in a glass house. And, you know, there are people saying, you know, she may have, this is the case that people think that's going to slam dunk Trump. And why on God's green earth would you do this? And if you had this going on, why didn't you bring someone else in? I just don't, I mean, I hear you. The merits of the case is the merit of the case. This are the merits of the case. But at the end of the day, man, the optics don't look good. What say you? Yeah, you're right. That's the only thing that's wrong with the case is the optics don't look good. It's a strong case. And in any other place, they would, they would, they would you know, if there was anybody else, they, would, they wouldn't fight it like they They couldn't fight it like this. They would have they'd, they'd, they'd convicted this man a long time ago. But because it's Donald Trump, this is what they're going to do. They're going to keep playing this Disney's game, and they're going to ask her to recuse herself from. But they want to. See, here's, here's the hypocrisy of it all. They want. They okay. want to ask Clarence Thomas to recuse himself fully. Well, the, well, the Republicans won't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Republicans yeah, will not. not gonna, you're, you're right. They're not going to ask him to recuse himself. So why should she recuse herself? Clarence Thomas can't. It, it, it was known what he did. So hey, man, look, this is. This is the this is the game that we play between Democrats and the Republicans. They, they, you know, Clarence Thomas they did, did some foul stuff, and, and but you you hear Republicans crying out loud, oh, oh, see that's wrong with what Fannie Willis did, that's wrong with what Clarence Thomas did, but you guys didn't say nothing about that. You never want to say nothing about it because it's your dear leader Donald Trump. But the, what Fannie Willis did was absolutely it, it you know it was just wrong. It was wrong in optics. 
it's white, but she didn't break any laws. So here you go. Yeah, but I, but but if my memory serves me correctly, someone can correct me on this. I think that that guy was married or was separated when they were doing the do. So, you know, like you said, man, Donald Trump can talk about grabbing coochies and you know sleeping with porn stars and evangelicals just you know flock to his feet. Yeah. Uh, but two wrongs yeah. don't make it right, man. I just I mean I just wish she hadn't done it. I, I mean, I, my goodness, come on, sis, you know you're giving them. You're giving them catnip. And so the people who are not following this closely are going to always come back and say, she told you, she told you, you know, huh, she shouldn't even be on the case. Bottom line is she got this guy and, you know, and I hope she's telling the truth because, you know, there's money. They were talking about, you know, she was getting money and he was paying for stuff. I hope she told the truth about everything that's out there in there saying that she's a racist because of a speech that she gave from the pulpit uh, last month. So this is just too much, man. This is too much. So I don't understand yeah. how she would do it. I'm just disappointed. I really am. Dang it. Well, all you can do is all you can do is put the case forward, man, and go from there. That's all you can do at this point in time. Yeah, you're right about that. That's it. That's all you have to do. All right, that is it for us bumping our gums. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Seventeen minutes after the hour, we actually ended this segment on time. It's time for an NPR news update, and then we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show. Super Bowl Sunday. Glad you're here. Spend some time with us, sit down, take your shoes off. Your shoes may not be on because it's so early in the morning, but kick your legs, kick your feet up, grab some Joe. We'll be right back after this. You listen to the serious side on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The Senate will try to move closer to passing a more than $95 billion military aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan today, after Republicans last week abandoned a larger bipartisan compromise that combined foreign aid with border security. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is pledging to see this latest aid bill through to the finish line. As I've said all week, we will keep working on this bill until the job is done. Voting is expected to begin early this afternoon. The measure will need 60 votes to overcome a procedural hurdle towards Senate passage. Funding for Ukraine is a central focus of the bill. President Biden has said that Congress would be guilty of neglect if it fails to pass the measure. The White House is condemning former President Donald Trump's comments about not protecting NATO allies from a potential Russian invasion as appalling and unhinged. Appearing at a rally in South Carolina this weekend, Trump said he would encourage Russia to do whatever it wanted if NATO allies don't keep up with defense spending targets. South Carolina Public Radio's Gavin Jackson reports Trump was in the state with just two weeks to go before the first primary election in the South. Trump told more than 3,000 supporters at Coastal Carolina University that former Governor Nikki Haley, the only Republican standing between him and the nomination, has, quote, like zero chance, quote, of becoming president and spent more time beating up on President Joe Biden. The real problem facing our country is not Joe Biden's decline. The real problem is that Joe Biden is causing America's decline. Haley, who served two years as Trump's ambassador to the United Nations, launched her own multi-stop bus tour, rallying hundreds across the state. Polls show Haley, who has lost to Trump in Iowa and New Hampshire, 
faces an uphill battle in her home state, but has promised to continue to fight on through the February 24th primary. For NPR News, I'm Gavin Jackson in Conway, South Carolina. To Finland now, where voters will elect a new president today after being led for 12 years by the same man. Terry Schultz reports the race is closed, but a former prime minister is favored to win. Alexander Stubb from the National Coalition Party holds a slight lead over former Foreign Minister Pekka Havisto from the Green Party as they vie to replace President Sauli Minister, who can't run for a third term. In the first round, January 28th, Stubb got just over 27% of the vote and Havisto almost 26%. It's been hard for voters to make up their minds as there's little difference between the two candidates on defense, security and foreign policy, all responsibilities of the president in Finland. Both men are strong supporters of Ukraine and tough on Russia. Advanced voting has set a new record with nearly 46% of those eligible casting ballots early. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz. And you're listening to NPR News. is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. There's this breaking news out of Washington now. The report into Biden's handling of classified documents has just come out. This is quite a stunning quote here. The special counsel, this is according to AP, special counsel says Joe Biden came across to investigators as well-meaning elderly man with poor memory. That is going to be on every Republican ad until the end of this campaign. In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Welcome back in. 347 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. That was President Joe Biden. Uh, the report was released this past week on the sensitive documentation saying that he will not be charged. The special prosecutor or the special counsel said that the president will not be charged. However, you just heard in the hit the comments that the special prosecutor made, uh, special counsel made. Mr. Elias, this is, you know, 2016 all over again. James Comey, you know, said uh-huh. that Hillary Clinton didn't do anything wrong, but then he went on to add his own personal um, uh, remarks, and a lot of people felt or feel that that sunk Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, we just talked about Fannie Willis uh, in the mashup before we got here. Once again, here's a situation where, and here's the key word here, Ms. Elias. They said the president willingly 
So remember, it was like, well, oh, hey, I don't know how it got there. You know, it may have gotten moved by accident, but it sounds like the president knew, and he took this information willingly back to his personal residence, man. And and so let me play devil's advocate. You know, if, if I'm a Trump supporter, why is this any different? Why is it any different? Yeah, because I'm just playing devil's was, advocate. Well, okay, once they, once, once, once they found it, he didn't play games with it. That's the biggest, that is the biggest thing. Well, they, 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 they knew Trump had that, and then they said, hey, man, return it. They were like, hey, return nothing. I'm Donald Trump. I ain't going to return nothing. Had, had, had Trump willingly took it and, 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 and said, hey, look, here it is. You want it back? There it is. Take it. Same difference, same thing that Trump did. Everybody did the same thing Trump did if he willingly took the information. I'm saying if he willingly took it. But once they wanted it back, he gave it back. Trump said, nope, I'm not giving anything back. I hear, here's a few documents that I then They said, no, you had this, 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 and this, and this, and this. I want all of it back. He said, I ain't giving you nothing back. Come take it from me if you want it. That's what they did. But, okay, I'm going Okay, but I'm going, once again, I'm a Trump supporter for the next five minutes, you know. So here's, here's my response to that. It's a federal crime to willingly take sensitive documentation. Yeah, you're a Trump supporter. Trump supporter, don't care about that. Okay. No, 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 no but what I'm saying federal. is, yeah, but I hear what you're saying. You're saying, okay, yeah, Donald Trump, he took, he willingly took secret documents, and he willing, willingly obstructed justice by not only lying and saying that he had returned everything, but instructed his people to hide it and destroy it. So, yeah, there's an extra charge there. At the end of the day, you know, the president still committed, according to the law, a crime. So why is he not being yes. prosecuted for that? Because that, that's a I think, I think both of them should be prosecuted. How about that? Prosecute oh, both wow. Now, now. Now, Mr. Trump supporter, what are you going to say? I have nothing to say. But but my response is what you think is one thing, but what's happening, the reality of it is he's not being uh, charged. So, what's, so how do you spend this? And then keep in mind when he gave that speech, dude, he didn't help himself because he, he – he said some things that were incorrect. He had, I think he had confused uh, 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 the Mexican. president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had forgot the name of the church uh, when he was talking about the rosary beads that he had gotten, uh, the, the rosary beads that he wears on his wrist in honor of his son. So it was almost like, dude, you're, you're kind of proving our point. You're proving the special prosecutor's point by, you know, these gaffes. And I know that he's known for these throughout the years, but come on, man. Hey, he's had gaffes, and so is Donald Trump. They don't, well, they don't, I they know don't, that. They don't put his out. They don't publicize his like that. Well, yeah, they, they do. Don't have that Not the Republicans, no. I mean, the Republicans. But no, see, wait a minute no. now, but see... But see, but now what you're doing is, but see, that's not fair because Democrats don't go and publicize Biden's. Well, it's not. Well, listen, you're you're saying you want the Republicans. Everybody's trying to win this race, so I'm not as a Democrat. I'm not going to put out a reel of of uh, of of Biden's uh, gas. No, that's going to be detrimental. So no one, I don't. I'm gonna piss what off. I'm talking about is the age disparity. I'm not care about the gas. I can take care of some gas. We all got gas, but. 
But the age disparity, well, why are we talking about age? Of both of them are too old. Both of them. But they but stand, okay, everybody but, stand behind their life. But once again, I'm not going to sit here and blame them for not highlighting those things because you're trying to win the race. Right? What you're saying is, I'm not Donald Trump. Trump. I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, saying? don't. What I'm saying is both 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 sides are having gaps. Leave it alone, because you know this is what we got. This is who we're dealing with. Let it go. Well, okay. Well, but see, you have okay. So then, okay. Once again, if you're saying that, okay, the Republicans should don't don't point out that Biden is old. Don't point out that Biden misspeaks. Don't point out he's very forgetful. Don't point out any of that stuff because our no, kind. I'm not saying uh, that. That's not what, what I'm saying. saying. I'm confused. Well, what I'm saying is that it's going to be tiring to hear about how many gaps both of them have. Let's get to the real issues what? of what it's going to be tiring because both of them are having gaps. Let's get to the real issue of what's going, what's going to be in this election. And that's like pen, 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 pity pack. Let's get to the real let's get to the real well, issues in the election. Well, but see, you see that, that's this, 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 is what we, this is what we come to. As, as far as people, we want to pick out people's faults instead of what they're running on. I don't care. Okay, I fair care enough. That. Well, yes, you do, because the bottom line is you keep bringing up the fact that Donald Trump did this, that, and this, and you do care. I don't care. I just, I just said, well, well, why do you bring it up then? As a comparison. But I don't care. I'm talking well, about every time you've never heard, besides today, have you ever heard, what am I talking about? Donald Trump is trying to sell our democracy. Donald Trump is doing this. But trust me, man, we have too much information. People can go back and find where you talked about him sleeping with this, that, and the other. Listen, listen. here's the broad okay. point, and I get I'm what you're talking saying. About, I'm, I, talk, I'm talking about his policies, the more or less. Yeah, but, but if, he, yeah, if he's breaking the law, I'm talking about breaking the law. Come, come on, on, man. Really? I mean, dude, dude. Come on, man. You, you, you have – Mr. Elias, man, we can't sit here and say that, that – we're not concerned about what type of person he is. I just talked about the evangelicals are still on his side. So his character means everything. It's the total package. I'm not going to ignore This guy is a slimy piece of you-know-what. I'm not going to ignore that because of policies. I get the gist of what you're trying to say. I really do. Because you're saying, like, okay, if you guys want to tit for tat, why are you going to bring up something about our candidate that your candidate lacks in as well? So if you want to talk about the economy, they have no conversation, even though, which is striking to me, that people, they're polling saying that Donald Trump would do better on the economy and on the southern border. Mm-hmm. These are people who are just not paying attention. Because if you talk about the facts, there's no comparison. There's no mm-hmm. comparison when you talk about presidencies. But if that's the what, case, I'm, what I'm why, saying to you it's going to be indistractive with that. The messaging should be. It doesn't matter. I don't do it. Okay. It doesn't matter. Right. Ma- dude, they're not being distracted by that, Mr. Elias, because if they were, Donald Trump would have never won the presidency in the first place. Were they distracted with Hillary's emails? Were they distracted with Hillary's emails? Were they distracted with Hillary's emails? Keep in mind, man, Hillary Clinton is a polarizing figure. And nobody, they didn't like her. I mean, she wasn't going to win. Whether she had a squeaky clean, she just wasn't going to win. Because people people talk about the Clintons. People still think the Clintons had people killed in Arkansas. You know, there are there are polarizing figures. I don't give a damn what you do. Nancy Pelosi's one, right, for the Republicans. 
uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is one. You know, I mean, these are people. You, you, I don't care what they do; they're just going to always have an issue with them. What's amazing is President Obama really he is, but he isn't, because I've seen too many threads where Republicans have come back and said, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't like his policies, but he's a good dude. So so he was that guy that kind of, even though when he was in the fray, you know, they, they really went after him. But after he's, now that he's out of office, they don't, you know, they keep, you know, yeah, you, you hear some of them talk about, oh, Obama policies, but trust me, he's not, he's not villainized like Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton. They just can't stand them too. They just can't stand them. So, I mean, I don't know, for me, this kind of, so, I want to go back to something that you said earlier. You said that now were you just saying that just to, to mock me, or were you serious about that? Were you serious that the president of the United States should be he should be uh, charged and uh, prosecuted? Were you serious about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should be. And then if he broke the law, he should be. Wow. Nah, that's the difference between him, him breaking the law and Donald Trump breaking the law. Hmm. Man, I have no response to that. I just don't, I mean, because, and so it kind of plays into what I was saying, that as a, you know, as a Donald Trump supporter for, you know, a fictional Donald Trump supporter, why would you, how is this any different? For me, I'm like, how is this any different? I mean, this guy broke the law, this guy broke the law, so then why are we not prosecuting him? Why are we only prosecuting Donald Trump? Both of them should, should be charged. Now what? Now, right, now what, what, do you think what do you think they would say? What do you think the Trump supporters would say? No, you can't charge him. Come on, man. You can't charge who? You can't charge Donald Trump, but you can charge Joe Biden. Because this is the hypocrisy that we live with. Well, I agree with that. Well, I agree. Well, I don't know about it. I don't know if I agree with that part, but okay. I I think that for the greater good of the nation, uh, you know, Biden is already weak. Listen, the reason why Biden won the presidency is because he was President Obama's vice president. I really and truly believe that. Now, people can can push me on that. People can say that you're, you know, you're not. That's not true. But I really believe that's the reason why he won the presidency. Um, but my goodness, man, uh, this this situation here that he willingly took the documents, uh, you know, th- that's the part where people are saying, hmm, willingly, because we were always led to believe that, you know, they just found them in there and they were talking. About, and I saw something on Fox News where, and I didn't know this, that, uh, you know, President, uh, the vice president was, I mean, he wrote it in his book, apparently, he was thinking about resigning because of President Obama's Afghanistan uh, policy. Um, He didn't agree with sending troops uh, in that region, and he was thinking about resigning, but he, you know, he he, he second-guessed it because of, you know, how it was looking, you know, and he wanted to support the president, but Man, this is crazy. This is crazy stuff that's going on here. And um, but you said they should. You said that they should prosecute the president. Wow. Okay. Um, no if, if he broke the law, 
If he broke the law and, and but well, he, he broke, broke the law, law he spoke, you should. And then, hey, man, look, let's just be honest. Nobody's above the law. We keep saying that. So nobody's above right. the law. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, interesting, man. You know, yeah. What do you think, okay. Jerome? Oh, you hey, know, can, I, you intru- Elias, can you introduce him first? I didn't even know he was here. Can you introduce him? Jerome, don't, please, let us introduce you first, bro. Because, <laughs> you, you, you know, you are a distinguished member of what we do. And, you know, it is blatant, it is blasphemy for us to just let you come on in here like you some caller. So let's do it the right way. <laughs> like, hey. There you go. So now, <laughs> we have amongst us the smartest man, well, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis? My brother from another mother is in the house. Now, Mr. Elias, I pass yes. the baton to you, and then you can talk to our guy. So, well, first of all, I want to say what's up to my people. What's up, my people? What up, Jamal? What's up, <laughs> what's up man? man? What's happening? All right, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. So I, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, so is the question – whether we think Biden should be arrested, charged? Is that the question? Uh, no, well, well, what we were, well, yeah, I guess. I guess what me and Mr. Elias were talking about was, you know, once again, this whole situation. And so I said, okay, let me play devil's advocate here. You know, as a Trump supporter, you know, hell, what's the difference? And so Mr. Elias was like, look, man, because taking, taking secret documents is a felony, willingly. So Mr. Right. Ass, like, look, man, nobody's above the law. Prosecute his ass too, and that's where we were. That's where we are right now. Okay. So, yep. Yep. And so, okay, I was following that part. Um, well, first, I want to say, um, just to go back a little bit, Jay. Yes, you're absolutely wrong to say that Biden won because he was Obama's. Um, well, I think so. That's just my opinion. My opinion. Well, we're in America. But, but let me let me help you out with that. So. You can have a slightly different perspective, right? Okay. He, he was known because of Obama, right? Like because he was a vice president, like all vice presidents. You don't see us saying Dan Quayle won because he was a vice president, right? So you can have some you marketing because you're vice president. <laughs> but Dan Quayle? <laughs> yeah, um, didn't, didn't do what happened was you always, because I know we have a, a tendency to rewrite history a little bit, you have to remember the race that he was in. You're talking Elizabeth Warren, Bloomberg, and none of those folks was going to win. None of them. So he beat them. He didn't win because he was Obama's um, vice president. The, being vice president to Obama gave him marketing that let everybody know who he was. That's so I mean. he was a good alternative to that. And so when we came into, remember, he lost the primaries until he got to South Carolina. So when right. people say things like, oh, they won primaries, it makes it even. I'm telling you, no, that's not true. Right? Just like with Trump winning and probably going to get the nomination, Trump is not popular in this country. Don't believe that. No matter what kind of marketing you get from news, and again, I don't know how many times we tell you Fox News is not news and you're bringing us stories from Fox. So that would be a whole other story. I'll talk about that later. But having those guys actually use a megaphone to create a reality that does not exist is what Fox is really, really good at. So, you know, when you start talking about Biden and arresting somebody for having, for having documents, people are arrested 
for things and and um, plead, you know, not guilty or accept a plea bargain, and they let them go, right? People get pulled over for speeding tickets. They were speeding, and they say, slow down. We're going to give you a warning. That is to the discretion of the court, and that's the discretion of the officer that pulls you over. So the discretion is is that whether your crime was actually a crime against the citizenship or the, the, the government, and most of the time when your crime is not intentional, the reason they throw the book at you is when they when you know you're breaking a crime and you break a crime and you do something. So when you say, "Hey, I have these documents," yes, you're not supposed to even leave the building. But everybody steals, right? You have taken a pen from work by mistake. Everybody has, or a paperclip, something that you didn't buy. You walked away from a bank with a pen and was like, "Oh, my bad," right? You don't get prosecuted for those, right? Okay. They're like, well, we either return it, apologize, take a plea. Like, we have discretionary, like, um, um, pr- prosecution in this country. And we should not ever, ever say, you broke, you did this crime, you need to go to jail. Because I understand why black folks do that, because we've always been treated like that, right? Oh, you did, you did the crime, you do the time. And white folks will do sitting all in. It's like, let's get Narcan and get that fool some help. They show compassion to other people, but don't show compassion to us. So as a result, we don't show compassion um, to ourselves when something happens. So when there's a crime, it always goes to the intent of the crime, and it goes by your, um, your maliciousness of your crime. Like whatever it is that you did, if you're doing something intentionally to harm or hurt somebody, is how we deal out crime and punishment. So everybody well, let me ask you a question. Well, let me ask yeah. you a question. So are you saying, because I hear you, I, it's like I think you're leaning one way, but then you say something else. First of all, comparing pins to national security secrets, I don't know about that, but I get where you're going. Here's my question but, for you. Here's my question for you real quick. So are you saying, because I agree with everything that you just said, as far as, uh, you know, listen, Listen, it's up to the discretion of whomever to prosecute, whatever. I'm with you on that. So are you saying that he should be charged, and then they come back and say, okay, based on – no, that's not what you're saying? So, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was trying to understand where you were going with I'm saying that Biden has been in government for so long, and he's Mm -hmm. always had national security secrets. You know, he's been a senator for a long time. He was yeah. on the Intelligence Committee. He was just in government for long periods of time. So the risk of that dude selling secrets is probably pretty low. So whatever documents he may or may not have had that he collected from his office or whatever, long as he returns them in good faith and be like, do we know of him delivering secrets to somebody? Do we know of him knocking no. and selling secrets to government's business? I'm saying we don't know of that. Well, right, 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 right. Intentionally said, oh, I don't have none, and he stored them in his back room. And yeah. then he had them change the locks, and he started moving them around. That yep. dude, we we are almost, again, as an observer, I don't know anything on the inside, but I can tell right. you that man is probably selling secrets, right? Never know. He dealt with the Saudis. Saudis. No, think yeah. about it. He dealt with the Saudis. He dealt with um, North Korea. He deals with the, the people who we keep secrets from. Yeah. They asked him literally for um, troop layout or 
it wasn't troop layout, but he wanted to know where our bases were. Um, he asked the NASA security people to give him a list of where we have nuclear warheads. What would the president want that for? Yeah, you but and you know what, though? Even, like even though he's no. got to be one of the dumbest people that, that, that has uh, ever uh, walked the face of this earth, I just don't think. I think he may have done it by accident. I don't think that clown is smart. Do you think about it, Jerome? This guy, do you honestly think, knowing that at some point he can get caught, he would sell some money, 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 money. I disagree with that. I just I think his dumb ass would do it by oh, accident, but oh, I don't think Jay. he would do it intentionally. Jay. Okay, I'm just telling you. I, I'm just telling oh, you. My that's God. just my opinion. We gonna get you help. That. That dude, me let up. me tell you, you do not, you don't, you don't have to be smart to sell your people out. It's the smart people who are manipulating his dumb self. So yeah. if he if okay. he comes to me, and he wants to build a building in Dubai because all he cares yeah. about is money. Right. And I and I break his son-in-law off a billion dollars in a loan. Yeah. Do you think he? And you say, hey, can you tell me where the location of that? Who was the journalist that they killed? I can't remember his name. Uh, um, Shabogi, whatever his name is. Come on, oh, yeah. Shabogi. I can't say his yeah. name. Yeah. Oh, Shabby, yeah. or Shabby or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and for secrets for the United States in our surveillance to help somebody else out. You think you have to be smart for that? All he did was go ask somebody. He was like, um, where is his hotel? Or where where are we locating? He's using national security secrets. Not for his own personal gain, like he is trying to overthrow a government. He's selling them for leverage and favor. Mm. Okay. That's very different. All right. All right. Well, listen, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Many people in jail for being in a car with somebody when they did something illegal because they was like, I won't go. Yeah. So, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, listen, I'm with you, man. All right, well, listen, we have to move on because this is a topic I definitely want to spend a lot of time on it. So I'm going to try to steal bits and pieces from some of these first subjects so we can have time to talk about that one. All right, coming up next, Kavina time. Uh, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, February is Black History Month. We'll, we'll take a look at it during this segment. 347 We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. was a martyr who was loved by most and hated by only a racist few, right? Well, that's not the whole truth. Back in 1968, nearly three quarters of white Americans disapproved of him, according to some polls. The same people who had supported his civil rights efforts in the South were not necessarily on board with his criticisms of American capitalism and the Vietnam War. The great initiative in this war is ours. The initiative to stop it must be ours. He gave this speech right in the middle of the Vietnam War. And the response to it, even from some of his friends, was harsh. One of his closest advisors told him that it was going to damage their cause. The director of the NAACP said that the racial justice and anti-war efforts have, quote, too little in common. And that King should, quote, give up one role or the other. This image, the rebel shunned by much of America, 
is not the image we celebrate every year. Why? One of King's biographers, Jonathan Ike, says it's because it makes us uncomfortable. Judge each other by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. That stuff's easy. That's safe. As Harry Belafonte said to me, this country only likes dead radicals. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. Right now, I'm standing outside of the U.S. Supreme Court as justices inside are hearing arguments in an unprecedented case. The question before the court is whether Trump is eligible to even run for office again. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. It is 49 minutes after the hour, almost 10 till the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court uh, listened to the case uh, pertaining to Colorado's ability to try to remove Trump from the ballot. And I listened to the commentary, um, actually the case that was presented before the Supreme Court. And I'm here to tell you that I think that he's he's going to win this uh this appeal and uh what was shocking for me uh was listening to Katanji brown uh that justice and some of the questions she was asking she almost sounded like a conservative justice but i guess at the end of the day you know she's trying to look at the law and trying to make a uh opinion based on the law um jerome let me start with you bro i mean i don't know if you heard the back and forth um but it sounds to me that uh he's going to remain he's going to remain on the ballot and I just don't understand that the 14th Amendment says that one thing. I don't know how you come back and, and, and say, you know, was that the intent of the Founding Fathers? And some of the questions that were being asked, I'm like, but damn. I just think that it's going to be either 8-1 to one or 9-0 oh, um, uh, vote for uh, him to remain on the ballot. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think it's pro- he's probably – Going to re- okay, so he's probably going to re- remain on the ballot because they're probably going to unanimously side yeah. against Colorado. Now here here's why though, right? So I know these guys are pretty smart, you know these their attorneys, but his argument was bad. So what? Yeah, what happened you know, that I heard that. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. let me ask you something real quick, and I'm sorry I didn't want to interrupt you, but you, you really – you thought his argument was bad, huh? Because a lot of people are saying the same thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because, because the reason his argument was bad, because they had a fundamental question, right? The fundamental question was, could any state exclude somebody from running for office, mm, right? So right, if that state right. decides that they don't want you on their ballot, it could affect your electoral vote kind of thing and that you won't be able to win. So my his argument was that um, he, he never had an answer for it, really. That's why Katanji seemed like she was siding with 
the uh, with the conservative folks, but what she was doing was absolutely correct. What happens is that if you say that a state can actually disqualify somebody from running for national office, then any state, Mississippi, can come out and be like, we don't want Biden running, and they could get they could just get people out. So the truth is, you don't want a state making a decision. So the question kept becoming for them, who is to enforce the Fourteenth Amendment, right? Because we don't have we have federal court. The Justice Department could bring him up on charges and and disqualify you from doing something nationally. But the states can't determine what everybody else does nationally. They can only tell you what they can do in their own state, and the federal links all the states together. Once it becomes interstate, the federal determines what all the other states can do. So the question kept being, why should Colorado determine whether somebody can run nationally? His answer should have been, to me, I, my argument would have been, like, Colorado is not the only state that is making this request. It's like maybe 10 or 12 states that yeah. have the same question. And right. so I would ask justices, do you think that um, Colorado as a state should have had multiple states sign on so that we can enforce something inside of Colorado? Right? I would have put that back on the justices. Because you cannot, just just by the theory of how the United States is woven together, one state can't determine what goes on in other states. And that's not what Colorado was asking. They said our, our state says he's not qualified because he broke a law that we all have to respect, and so the people of Colorado won't be represented in the bigger picture if we elect somebody who's not qualified. So his argument it seemed like it was going in circles, and if the if your argument is has any wiggle room, conservative people will be like, keep him on there. But I don't think that he's going to win that Michigan one because Michigan's attorney general is taking that tack because there's a mechanism for your state to put somebody on the ballot. Like, so say Trump runs and wins all 50 states and get, becomes the nominee for the party. When he gets convicted... They will say, oh, my gosh, you're taking away our, our choice as a Republican. But the truth is, no, we're not. The, the convention has delegates who determines that they have to officially nominate somebody. So I would argue to the Supreme Court, Colorado's not taking away from your choice. You have a choice at the convention to put him back in there. We don't have to, as a state, nominate you or even let you run. Because you know the conventions can take – you can win all of your primaries, and the conventions can pick somebody else. I don't know if most people know that. So his argument yeah. should have been like, we're not, we're not taking the choice away from, from the people. They can go to the national convention and nominate and elect Donald Trump to represent them. Colorado's not doing that. We're just enforcing state law that says that we don't law you know, people who are felons to vote. Do we say, hey, that's felon – should not have his right taken away for a federal election because he's not eligible to vote in the state. They should have just turned that argument right back at them, and he didn't do it. Huh. Or okay, I say that. maybe maybe I'm just a better attorney than he is. I won't you. say that. No, okay. I, mean, I don't well, mean that. Just <laughs> well, I, no, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. Right, it's a way that you phrase an, an argument. 
that maybe his mind didn't think to have a proper example. That's why you have paralegals, right? Right, And I remember. Let me ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you finish your thought. I don't want you to lose your train of thought. I I was going to say. I remember. I. I I had a few years of law, and I don't practice law, right? But I knew I knew a lot of attorneys, and I worked for a a really large law firm, and I started Mm -hmm. doing judge races actually. So I remember having conversations about things like that, and it's always the examples that you use because um, for judges, because you know Mm -hmm. only up to the Supreme Court, they can't use different precedents. It is you as the plaintiff or the defendant that has to bring in cases to make your point. They can't okay. rule they can't rule against something that you don't bring up. So they won't use, okay. oh, we know that this is back here, so he should have said this. If you don't say it in court, they don't consider it. So it's your job to find a paralegal to cite you a case that makes your point. And so while they were asking questions, I would have asked them, I would have cited other things. So, again, if somebody gets a felony and they can't vote, should they still be able to vote for president? What do you think about that? Because that's what you're asking the people of Colorado to do is to say, we are disqualifying that guy from voting, but what you're telling me is that if the office is federal, which is only one federal office, and that is president, because even the state senators are state senators, even your congressmen are state representatives, the state can regulate everybody else. But the president holds a national office. The states just get the vote on them. So the state of Colorado, through our government, is saying on represent, on, as for representing our population that we have made a decision that that fool is not going to represent us. And there's a mechanism that's around that at the national convention that we can choose whoever our delegates are at the convention. There's an override, so we are not justly affecting them. All right, all right. So, <clears throat> Mr. LESC, my, my uh, what I would say is is that it's amazing that you're concerned about the states making these decisions. However, you didn't have a problem with the states making decisions on abortion. See, so it's, it's like they're talking out of both sides of their necks, you know. And, and I hear what, what Jerome's saying, and I, and I do understand. Uh, a little bit about what's going on. But the bottom line is, is that the 14th Amendment, as far as I'm concerned, uh, was pretty clear on what needs to happen. And everything in that 14th Amendment that he was not supposed to do, he did. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if we're, if we're going to continue to interpret the law or, you know, we're concerned about this, and I, look, I get it. Because now it's like, for example, what's going on in the House of Representatives. We talked about this uh, during uh, the mashup, how they're trying to uh, impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security. We all know that impeachment is supposed to be a serious crime. It's not to be, it's not, you're not supposed to use impeachment because you disagree with somebody's policies. It's when you commit high crimes, and the Republicans are just throwing around impeachment like it's nothing. So, so I get where, where Jerome's going, and I even, dare I say, somewhat understand what um, they're trying to do, the Supreme Court justice is trying to do. But, dude, to me, this is pretty, this is black and white, Mr. Elias. What say you? It might be black and white, but you got to look behind the scenes, Jerry. That Republicans are throwing around the impeachment process because of their dear leader. 
if you think about that. What the hell is the Supreme Court? Been. Well, you just uh, you just brought that up, and and then what the Supreme Court did, I, I watched it, and I thought to myself, wow, that's some you know the, the, the you know the times he had some compelling arguments, and I, I just li- I listened to it, and and then and then when, when Jerome said what he said about you know Mississippi could go out willy nilly and just throw people out, we don't want Joe Biden on here, and other a lot of red states can throw him out. They you know you got you got to look at both sides of that coin, man. Let me ask you this. I don't want to lose my train of thought. I want to get your response to this. But wait a minute. You can come up with whatever reason you want to come up with. If the 14th Amendment spells it out in black and white, and he broke all of these, I don't, I don't get it. So, so we're going to ignore that? Of course we are. Well, the, of course we Yeah, because the question because was who enforces federal law? Mm-hmm. Yeah. states enforce federal law. Yeah, well. And that was the question. Okay. So it's, yeah, no, it's federal I'm that enforces that, which, which I think is Biden administration's problem. And I, and I said this from day one. Having a conservative, again, Obama only nominated Garland because he was conservative, thinking that he would make it on the Supreme Court, but he is still conservative. And since he didn't charge Trump two years ago, is why we're in this mess right now. Those what do you mean? held out and did not charge them, and now we're running up against a window, I mean, a, a time crunch. Well, Mary, Mary Garland, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, wait a minute. Okay, so are you saying that he should have been – I thought his thing was let him go through. There's a process in place to deal with the president. And then it's unprecedented that you charge a sitting president. I mean, you know, even though there's nothing written down, but that's just the way it goes. You, I, I, Wait a minute. What are you talking about, know. sitting president? Trump's not president. Well, you saw, I'm sorry, two years ago. He said charge him two years ago. On what? Charge him on what? On exactly, on exactly what they're charging him with now. They held out on all You're saying they should have oh, oh, did it two years ago instead of, okay, waiting. Okay. Yeah, I'm a year and a half ago, because they're already convicting the people who uh, were January 6th people. They already convinced those people are serving time right now, right? Mm-hmm. They're picking up people, hundreds of people all around the country. They are charging them, and they held out on charging Trump because they thought for publicity's sake that if they charge enough people, then the, the public sentiment will change so that by the time they do charge them, we'll know that he influenced them. It was a calculated risk and they were wrong. Because be white folks get the benefit of the doubt. It was a calculated you, risk. But let me ask you this, do you think it would have made a difference? Because look where we are now. He's been charged now. They're coming up with every reason in in the book to, to not yes. I mean Okay. Yes, but their argument But think about what their argument is, Jay. Their argument okay. in court is you're taking the choice away from the people because he's an active candidate for president. And now he looks like he's an inevitable nominee for the Republican Party, so this is a political move. That's their argument in court. So they're like, we need to wait. Remember, when he was in office, Mr. McConnell was like, oh, there's a mechanism. Wait till he's out of office and you can charge him. Now he's out of office. They're like, no, he might be back in office, so we can't charge him. See how this circus is going to go, go around? This, this Ferris wheel goes around the circle? 
that that no matter where he is, he is not president. They need to we need to understand this, opposed to Fox News keep calling him that. You're a freaking citizen after you're president. You're not lifelong commander in chief of Jack Squat. So just like charging Biden with having um, classified documents, you can't really charge him now because he is president now. So classified mm-hmm. documents is under his purview right now. Mm-hmm. When you're out sure. of office, it is not in your purview. So now you can't charge sure. Biden with having classified documents even at his house. Because you're going to be like, well, he actually is president. Mm-hmm. You should have called him when he wasn't president, and then that might have been a different story. But he's president now, so he has access to everything. So what you going to arrest him now for having classified documents when he can see him anyway? It's just a yeah. it's just a crazy argument. Interesting, boy. I tell you what, as we continue to chop down the tree of democracy, we're gonna step out, take a break. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As promised, later on, you'll get our Super Bowl picks and uh, very interesting topic that's on the slate that I can't wait to get into. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. No person shall hold any office who, having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. That's Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, the document at the center of a U.S. Supreme Court hearing that could decide whether or not former President Donald Trump is barred from the ballot in Colorado. But you won't find the 14th Amendment here, in the rotunda of the National Archives. It used to be displayed just beneath the rotunda in an exhibit called the Record of Rights, but it was cycled out over a decade ago. So where is it? I'm going to find it. I'm going to find the 14th Amendment. National Treasure. It turns out the 14th Amendment has been living in a protective box in a cold room inside the research wing of the National Archives. And a very kind archivist brought it out just for us to see. Here it is, the 157-year-old document, written and passed by Congress and then later ratified by the states soon after the Civil War. Just standing here, you almost feel the person who wrote it, and then it kind of takes you back in time. These flimsy little pages have really defined our country's laws, government, and society in the last hundred years. Now, the application of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment is under review by the Supreme Court after Colorado's highest court upheld a decision that found former President Donald Trump did engage in insurrection on January 6, 2021. In short, the Supreme Court could block Donald Trump from the ballots, and the 14th Amendment sits at the center of it all. Everything in here is virtually a living document. It's relevant, and it will continue to have relevance. These little etchings that we call language or in words you know, affect our country, affect the laws, affect society. And it all started here. And we're looking at it. It's pretty incredible.
online radio at its best. When Jennifer Crumbly was called back into court after only a day and a half of jury deliberations, it was no surprise which way this verdict was headed. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is uh, ten minutes after the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Jennifer Crumley was found guilty uh, in the case against her negligence. Her son shot and killed four students. I think he injured six more, including a teacher, during a shooting uh, a few years back, and. Um, this is an unprecedented case because basically what the law is saying, hey, look, as a parent, you are responsible for what you do and, you know, for what you do with your child. And, uh, you know, we've had this conversation before on the show a while back, and this is when when, when uh, Kathleen was here, and I remember bringing this up. And so I'm curious as to how you guys feel about this. Um you know, because some people say, listen, you can't blame the parents for what the kid did. But in this case, they're saying, look, you know, you knew that this kid had mental issues. And the way you guys joked about certain things in your household, the fact that the day of the shooting, the school asked you to remove your son and y'all refused to, which, you know, I'll talk about that in a second, because why didn't the damn school just throw him out? I don't get that, but whatever. But at the end of the day, Will this ruling resonate, and will more, you know, parents be more active in their kids' lives? I don't know how you, you know, this is a weird one. So let, let me, let me, Miss Elias, what do you think, man? I mean, you know, she's 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 going to jail for the rest of her life because she was convicted on all four counts, and I think all four counts carry a maximum of I don't know twenty years or something like that. So there's a good possibility that she may spend the rest of her natural born life behind bars. What say you in regards to this case? You know, you got to look at the whole validity of the case, Jay. Okay. And look, they, they bought the gun for this kid, right? Right. This kid has been sending text messages and, and writing out stuff on, on, on his everything else. And then his mother told him sent him a text message on the dad who's talking about caught. Saying what you're breaking up, Murphy. It's, it may be me. I don't know, but you're breaking up. What did you say? On the day of, on the, day of the trial, I mean, on the day of the shooting, she said the text message saying, "Don't get caught." Yeah. Like, they were complacent, and their and their sons. Is it me, Jerome, or is he, or is he breaking up real bad? He's breaking up bad, or is it me? Jerome. I'm sorry, yeah. I was talking. His his connection is breaking up pretty bad. Okay, um, all right. All right, but, got you. All right. Yeah, I didn't know it did say that she texted him saying don't get caught. Like, I See, didn't I didn't know, know that part, part either. Yeah, I didn't know that part yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. Would say. What I said was. These are all actions from his parents, man. You don't buy somebody that, that you know that has mental problems. You know your child. Right. Why would you go out and buy him a gun? Do that. You know he's mental. Yeah. 
Well, I, you know, I didn't know about her sending a text uh, saying that either. I knew she had sent some texts, and they were kind of jokingly about joking about some things. Um, but, but yeah, I, I just thought that man to to. I guess the bigger picture here is because you know, as I watched that verdict, then I was on you know YouTube and I was watching this uh, video of this man showing his kid how to shoot an AR uh, fifteen, and then showing how to make the transition from his from his uh, rifle to his weapon. And I was reading the comments, God blessed his father for teaching his son the right thing to do. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? And almost every comment said the exact same thing. So what are you doing? So what are we doing? Are we preparing him to be a soldier when he turns 18? He's 10 years old. I mean, so so you're you're showing him how to shoot an AR and then make the transition to a handgun I mean, the last time I checked, you can't use ARs to hunt deer. So what are you? What is this all about? Gun culture is crazy. It's crazy. All the time. So what? It's all the time. It's all the time. You want to your gun range? Oh, so gun range, gun range is all the time. You want to your gun range? You see kids in there about now. Okay, yeah. and, and I, I just don't understand. It's nothing. What I'm saying is that what I'm saying is nothing new. What you're saying is I can't believe it. Man, this has been going on since I've been going on. Yeah, I know that. What I'm saying is that what I can't believe is how the comments and people, oh God bless this father. What a great dad showing his son the proper way to use a weapon. And like I said before, I can see if it was, it was some type of bow and arrow, short, you know, weapons that are used to hunt. This guy's t- this little boy's ten years old. You're showing him how to transition from an AR-15 to a handgun Glock. What are you is he is he a future cop? Is he a future soldier? What's the training for? That's what I'm trying to get at. But what are we teaching them to do? These people are nuts, man. That's why we have what we have. You're teaching this ten year old kid now what and at ten, Jerome, he could be influenced mm-hmm. heavily he could be easily influenced to do the wrong thing. And so now you know talk this this future school shooter. But, I mean, come on, man. I, I maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me. Your thoughts. No, maybe you know me. It, it is it, it is not you. This case actually hurts my head. I am I'm conflicted on this, right? And the reason yeah. that I am is is because, you know, we're talking a difference between res- being res- being responsible right. and being negligent, right? right? So it is difficult for me to wrap my head around any adult, anybody getting arrested for something that their child does. On the mm. other hand, you were the neighbor influencing a kid to go shoot somebody, they would arrest you. So an Mm. an adult having undue influence on a child should get you arrested. But if if you're a parent and you go to work every day and you work third shift and your kid does something, I don't think they should be able to go on your job and arrest you. So I don't know. Mm. Like this is – right? So how do you separate bad actors from people who are just living their lives from their kid – who does not 
take on their traits or who are influenced by something right. else. Right. I see where you're going with this because guess what? You're right, Jerome, because at the end of the day, you know, it's like you have to set a law that covers everything, but there are going to be some folks that's going to get caught up in this nonsense that are doing the right thing. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yep. It reminds me of um, Convener Man when he was talking about um, uh, when he mentioned Kamala when she was uh, Attorney General, and they said if your kid misses school or something, they want to arrest a parent for truancy of their kids. And I'm like, are you slow? Like, what does that mean? You, you, in good faith, drop your kid off in front of school, and your kids skip school, and they're going to come arrest you on your job? What kind of nonsense is that? You, but if, if you are really negligent, you are buying that kid a gun, you're saying go have a good day, you know, like, and you are encouraging him, now you are doing undue influence on that child, and, yes, you just sent out um, a murder weapon. Mm. So how they selectively prosecute always concerns me in this country because it always falls back 20 times harder on minorities, whether Hispanic, Mexican, black, it always falls on us harder because everybody gets to have that claim, I'm just a hard-working person, blah, 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 and minorities never get the benefit of the doubt. So I, this gives me a headache. I don't know how you when – because when you set precedent, then it's kind of like what we talked about at the Supreme Court, and I just want to be clear for, it, for everybody. The court systems work like this. The, the reason that people who have court-appointed attorneys go to jail at a higher rate is because attorneys that have paralegals, if you cite a case to a judge, the judge will automatically said, say, you cited the case properly, I'm going to let you go, no matter what the crime is, right? You need somebody to cite a proper case. You can't say, I know I wasn't there, so I wouldn't get convicted. You need to have a par- attorney who actually knows some cases because judges don't overrule previous um except for the Supreme Court, they don't usually overrule precedent that it was already set. So mm-hmm. when, you go, when you go to court and you're dealing with this stuff, we always have this, this problem, is that if you don't have somebody who knows the law, because it doesn't go by what the judge already knows, it goes by the cases that you're, the, the prosecutor and the defendant, what cases they cite, they're only allowed to look at that, not to use what's already in their head. So when you're talking about stuff like this, um, it, it, it just hurts my head because I know that they have a case now to cite that they arrested somebody's parent for something that their child did, and they may use that for somebody stealing M&Ms or something. They'll be like, oh, mm. that kid stole something, so now we get to arrest their parent because they should have taught them better in the house. This mm. can go so many different ways. It is crazy. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> You're conflicted because of what Elias said. Sounds just because of what Elias said sounds very clear to me because I didn't watch this case. That yes, they should have been found liable or or neglect or something. But to charge them with murder, like with any kind of crime that he committed, is kind of still problematic. And I think that's what they were charged. Though I think they, she was charged with uh, negligence. I think. Um, uh, no, I don't I think, think she was charged. She was charged with murder. I think she was charged like, um, like in the commission of a crime. Like she, 
because it's, it's the first case that's ever been done this way, that she was charged with the crime that he was charged with. Interesting. Because if, if it was an ancillary crime, like neglect, she didn't lock up her guns, you did that, that wouldn't have made news. The news was that they're start, they charged the parent as an accessory to the crime that he committed. Hmm. Which is very, okay. Which is a different distinction, right? Because you know how they, they changed the law so that if, if you are driving a getaway car at a robber, robbery, you get charged for armed robbery. Even though you didn't rob hmm. the bank, you were just in the car. It was a getaway right, car. Right, right, so now, right, right, right. The commission of a crime, they charge you with the same crime that somebody committed if they were in your car, right? Right, That's right, 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 right. Yeah. Wow. And and his and his father is up next. Yeah, he's up next. Right. He's coming up next. He's coming yeah. up next. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I, okay. Well, it, it's a crazy situation, and you know, and, and once again, what happens? Do we? And you're right. She was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, yes. Yep. So I guess the question yeah. is, when does bad parenting become criminal? Right. I, I mean, you know, because because and, because and when you is, think about it, how does your freedom? Hmm? Yeah, how does your freedom yeah. apply to that? But let's, you can go to military you know, at what eighteen. Yeah. So there's actually technically you can get in with a waiver. Yeah. But 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 the bigger yeah. question here is, here's the bigger question, gentlemen, and and I you know and and I think it's, you know, we're not going to dig into it this morning because I definitely want to spend more time on this next topic. Um, but the but the bigger issue here is. You know, your actions have consequences. If you, if you are a bad parent, you know, how is that any different than you, you know, leaving, uh, uh, you know, an unattended gun at a schoolyard? I mean, it's, it just seems to me that your actions, if your bad actions causes someone's death, then how are you not, you know, you know, like in this case, I mean, I, I, you're right, Jerome. It makes my head hurt because I just don't know what the right answer is here. You, you're right. You may have, you know, I remember this, and I know it was a, I know it's a, it's, it's a TV show, but I remember the episode of Good Times where Mad Dog shot JJ, mm-hmm. and then they were standing outside uh-huh. of the, you know, remember that scene? And and he was like, yeah. uh, she said, uh, you know, when Donna. I call it Donna because that was Fred's wife, I mean, girlfriend. But, you know, uh-huh. she was the mother in that episode. And remember, she said, I hate you, and I wish my other kids don't show up like you. And she talked about her father. And he said, what was he? And he, he slapped the mess out of him. And, and uh-huh. she but, but that, that was a, that's a perfect example of a mother trying to do the right thing, and that son just strayed away because of lack of parental guidance. And, you know, at the end, which, yeah. what, what did uh, James Evans say? Uh <laughs> he said, he said, yeah, he said, how can I, he said, what kind of father am I to feel sorry for the man who shot my son? Remember that? Right. And, uh, yep. yeah, so so I see what you're saying, Jerome. It's a headache, man. This is controversial, is. man, controversial, yeah. Any final thoughts Imagine, before we step out here? Yeah, really quickly, if, um, remember when you said um, that about the military? Imagine if you signed a waiver for your kid to go to military, and they committed a war crime. Do the international court get to go back and get the parents and charge them? Ooh, look at you. 
Look at you. That's a drop the mic moment, Jerome. I'm going to let you have that. All right, we're going to step out. That's good. That's a good one. We're going to step out, take a break. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Wow, that's good. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. It's Super Bowl time. And, I mean, look at this thing. Why is it shaped like this? The answer? Forward passes and pig bladders. American football was born from rugby, and back in the day, rugby balls were made from oval-shaped pig bladders, and that carried over into American football. This shape is very helpful when you want to pass the ball in front of you. This was an innovation in the game, and it was first attempted by St. Louis University in 1906. A more aerodynamic ball is going to travel farther, and the modern football shape is just that. It comes to a point on both sides, cutting through the air. And now we have a ball that can be passed in a perfect spiral to the receiver. Touchdown! My life wasn't perfect, I know that now. When it came crashing down, all I know is I need you around. When it comes crashing down, all I need is not to feel so much alone. Inside my zone, baby, you can give me everything I want. Everything I
Radio at its best. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It is a beautiful Sunday. Today is February 11th, three days to Valentine's Day. So, fellas, just a friendly reminder from your your friendly friendly neighborhood uh, DJ, your, yours truly, Mr. J. Ryle in the house. It is the serious side. On oh, a beautiful Sunday, thank you guys for being a part of what we do. And it's time to say good morning to my brothers, another mother, mother, the uh, smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yes, sir. I'm good, man. Did you say it's three days before Valentine's Day? That's what I said, sir. Did you sir. say that? Yeah. Okay, so Jerome will be on the market the day after Valentine's Day because I don't think the whole Valentine's Day. <laughs> there you go, bro. Break up with him before Valentine's Day. Say you sell some coin or start dating hey, after yeah. Valentine's Day. I'm with you, bro. There good. you go. That's a smart marketing move. Hallmark will be pissed off at you for those comments, but I'm digress. Demand, who gives the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo B. And yesterday was Momo B's birthday. And happy birthday, Momo B. I'm standing on the air, but I did wish to you yesterday. Uh, Tom, good morning, his sister. Tom, good morning, Marianne Music. And Marianne Music, that first song was Bring It Down. It's by Magic Problems. And that last song was You All, for All I Need Is by Spring Gang, featuring Lakeisha Nugent. And good morning, uh, his sister. Tom, good morning, Will Dayer. Tom, good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Now, you said that first song was by who? It says magic, magic sub problem is what it said. No, that's by Divine Culture. It's a cover for SWV's Rain and uh, in uh, New Editions Can't Stand the Rain. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe no, it's, no, it's Div- Div- yeah, Divine I, Culture. I wanted to yell when I heard that because they should not have given him permission to remake either one of those two. But that's my. That's my, I was yelling, no mute, but I was yelling about that. Oh, there, and there you go. My, Don, and our, look at our black Don Chameleon says, uh, wait in. <laughs> <laughs> He's a music critic now, my man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. You yeah. hurt my feelings by destroying uh, classics. That's not a thing. There's so many other things. Don't mess up the classics. <laughs> Uh, listen to Jerome. Well, you don't watch movies then because they they, they they remake a whole bunch of stuff. I hear you, brother. I want to say what's up to the pastor. What's added to you? I, I know you're. Yeah, don't get me started on that. I want to say what's up to the pastor. I want to say what's happening. What's happening to you? I want to say what's up to a whole bunch of people that's listening. I appreciate you. I also want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the people out there on the West Coast. You know, when Kavina man, Mr. Elias, made those comments about his. Uh, about getting out before the rain came, I didn't realize that, boy, man, that was a bad situation on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So thoughts and prayers to those people. I want to say happy birthday to Momo BZ and the Heezy. Getting older every day, but looking good as wine. Uh, Super Bowl. (laughs) What are we doing, guys? So Super Bowl is today. Uh, Mr. Elias, are you having a Super Bowl party? Probably not because you're going to be on an airplane, right? Correction, I plowed, yeah, yeah, I'm out of here today, so yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well. Okay. So. Um, uh, well. Wait a minute. Are we uh, doing uh, on a need to know basis, or, or is that going to have to kick be kick kick to next week? Yeah, we're gonna have to kick it down the road. We we'll have to kick the can. Oh. All right. We're kicking the can. All right, folks. I'm sorry. We'll we'll get we'll we'll get you. We owe you. We 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 put something on it. So next week we'll we'll be back with that. So let, let, let me get some uh, Super Bowl picks. Let me start with you, Jerome. Man, who you going with? Okay, now this is tough for me because I really don't want San Francisco because of the whole Colin Kaepernick. Never been a San Francisco fan, but ah. I'm also not a I'm also not a Taylor Swift fan. So this is the answer. Hater, hater, <laughs> you're a hater. Oh my God, you're a hater. I gotta say that I'm gonna I'm gonna push for Patrick Mahomes and, and to win. So I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Oh, okay. I don't mean uh-huh. to pull a Kanye on them, but I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, there's, Beyonce got 32 Grammys and no album of the year. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at you. Just horrible, man. You just look at this dude here, man. <laughs> okay. I'm saying there's a default. I, I would like to see um, their quarterback, Mahomes, break those Tom Brady records. and So I'm going to cheer for the record more yeah. than I'm going to cheer for their team. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I okay, what about you, Mr. Elias? I think we already know, but just make it official. Do you need to ask? Just make it official. I'm a Chiefs fan. A Chiefs fan. I'm going to the Chiefs fan since the 90s, man. So I'm going yeah, yeah. KC all okay. day, every day. Yeah, fine, Negro. Right. Listen, I'm going to go with KC, too, because once again, you know, even though I do like Brock Purdy, I listened to his Super Bowl interview. He's a man of God, man. I'm like, God dang it, how can I root against this kid? Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, but I am going to root against him because, like you said, Jerome, what happened with Colin Kaepernick, what they did to Colin yeah. Kaepernick, and, uh, you know, I just I just can't do it. Plus, they beat my Eagles, too, man. Uh, so I'm not a – no, no, I just got to go against them yeah. all the way around. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm yep. going with. Plus, I want to. Plus, like you, I wanted them to knock Tom Brady off this pedestal. So I want Patrick. Patrick Mahomes is well ahead of Brady as far as pace. So I'm gonna. I, I just want yep. to keep stacking them up. If my team's not in there, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Huh? So all three of us are Chiefs fans today. And uh, once again, be safe if you're out celebrating today. Uh, Ms. Delias, looks like the birthday girl's trying to get in here. Let's try to get her in here real quick because I want to spend some time on this next topic. Uh, let's bring in Ms. Delias, Momo Beasy from the Heasel. What's up, Momo? Happy birthday to you. Momo. <laughs> yes, hello. It's my birthday. I'm hungover. Oh, Don't talk too much. But thank you. Hello, everybody. It's my birthday. Hello. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love y'all. Look, I love y'all. You too, but buddy. yeah, I got kicked out every time I go to where my birthday I get kicked out. So it ain't nothing changed. I got kicked out. Oh wow! Damn, no birthday till you get kicked out. That's all you know. Your birthday. Oh damn! Jesus Christ! I, got, I don't remember Jeez. what day it was, but I got kicked out as per usual, and oh, I don't even God. care. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. But hey, I had fun wherever I was. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had fun. 
and it's, I'm it's, happy it's to be here with you guys this morning. How about that? Oh wow. Well, how about that? Well, I tell you what. And nobody you had hang to out. bail me out. Like, nobody had to bail me out. Oh uh, well, good. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know how to respond to that. All right, listen, Momo, hey, we'll leave your mic on. This, this is an every year event. <laughs> That's true. You do. And some handies. <laughs> Tennessee between okay we're gonna uh, here we go let's uh, get to this last topic we're gonna leave her stay on board for this one stay on board for this one stay on board online radio at its best let me ask you a question Dr Umar are you totally against interracial relationships I am totally against it and I want to make sure you understand why I am against the snow bunny crisis and I want your white listeners to understand because people be trying to say stuff like uh he's the black Hitler. I'm not the black Hitler. I am I am in no way interested in hurting or harming the life of any human. White, Asian, Chinese, I believe in respecting everybody. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm against interracial marriage in being Charlemagne is because marriage is an economic contract. It's an economic contract. Most women do not marry down in status. They marry up. And if you don't believe me, show me a rich white woman married to a broke-ass black man. Have you ever seen a rich white woman marry a broke-ass black man? No, you have not, and you never will. Because marriage ain't about love, it's not colorblind, and it is totally economic. So if marriage is an economic unification and a contract, how can we, who don't have enough already, give so much to the white woman and to white people who have already taken too much when we got all these black women out here who will never get married. Only one out of every four black women in America will ever taste marriage. And half of them who taste marriage will be divorced within five years. If you want to save the black family, if you want to save the black family, you have to protect it. And in order to protect it, you have to be against interracial marriage. You can't say, I love the black family, but I don't have a problem with interracial marriage. Well, uh, so this is a topic that I definitely want to spend some time on. Um, and I got to thinking about this when I was watching uh, Kamala Harris deliver some remarks. All right, then, and actually what Katanji Brown said during the uh, Supreme, you know, we talked about that earlier. And I said to myself, you know, we embrace these people as being amongst us, you know, all my sisters and, you know, and, and you know, we got to uplift the black culture and, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But if you down with the black culture, if you down with our people, if we embrace you, you go marry somebody white. So, so, so you know, and, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way because I'm pretty sure they will. But if there's something on my mind, I, I just want to talk about it. So this is therapy for me. And, you know, listen, I don't have a, you know, for the record, you know, you can marry who you want to marry, but I'm just thinking that when we embrace these people, you know, like when that whole thing went down with Katanji Brown during the uh, Senate confirmation hearings, how all the sisterhoods embraced her and stuff like that, but you couldn't go out here and marry a brother. You you had to marry a white dude. I, so, 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 so you know, somebody tell me that I'm wrong here, and I'm not. I'm not even right. Or, it's not a right or wrong situation. Like I said, I don't really care who you marry, but am I? Am I? Who you asking? I don't know. Who I'm just talking. asking. Am I in left field? Or, well, let me. Well, since, since, else since but you bumping your gun, lady on the panel. No, 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 no. 
Kevin, listen, this topic was on the agenda before you even, we even knew you were going to call him. I, so they don't gotta do know. With you. I don't know who would answer that question. Jerome, Mr. Elias? Uh, uh, well, well it doesn't matter. It, it just, okay, since you're bumping your you gums, you answer it. You marry a white guy. Who's going to answer that question? I said a white person. It doesn't matter. Would you, but, but you all, de- and I just gave that as an example. Uh, okay. You're down for the right. cause. But then you go and marry somebody of the opposite race. So since you run in your mouth, why don't you go ahead and take it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Did well, you get kicked out of a white or black club? Because we need to know that first. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Because her body is making it. I got kicked out. Look, I get kicked out of every place I go into. <laughs> so that matter, right? And I don't even okay. care. Look, I don't even care. All right, carry on. But yeah. All right. I will. I I would look for all the white men out there. <laughs> oh, oh Lord! I would marry <laughs> Jerome. Don't be jealous. I would marry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to put you on mute, but I couldn't reach it. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I well, you know, it, she, she's she's seconds away. That's for sure. Go ahead, Momo. Good googly moogly. Jesus. I would marry. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to be professional here. I would. I'm doing a very good job at it. For everybody, well, for everybody listening, I'm open to marrying a white dude. This is Momo B. Thank you. For everybody who don't Thank know. you, Momo. This is not, okay, this is not Chuck Willery, the love connection. Man, turn her mic off. She's she crazy. She's still drunk from whatever she did last night. Give her her ass where she is. All right, let me go to you, Jerome, because we can't talk to her. We, just, we can't talk to her. So, so Jerome. <laughs> Yes. Jerome, so listen, mm-hmm. man. Okay, am I looking? Okay, no, first of all, what? Go somewhere and sit down. You, uh, 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 guys, this is Momo Peasy, and I'm available. Girl, this ain't no dating site. Go sit your ass down somewhere. All right, so, so uh, Jerome, what the brother said, and I immediately started thinking about these NFL players that have all this money and they go marry white women. I, do we embrace okay. people? The part of us, and and it's us. You know, you're a part of our community and stuff. But then you go and marry somebody that's of the opposite race. Okay. Yeah. So I I I understand what he's saying, right? I, I'll put that out there. But I'm going to say something from the Honorable Minister um, Farrakhan, who said that if God gives you the ability to love, and if you open up your heart. You can fall in love with anybody. And so if you fall in it, you are risking that. When you open up your heart, our humanity will kick in. You can fall in love with anybody. So if you marry somebody interracially um, because you fall in love with them, it's one thing. If you are dating outside of your race just because you don't like your own race, that is more problematic. So I, I... I, and I just wanted to quote him for, I mean, I did, that was an exact quote, but that's what he said um, years ago. And I don't know, um, I understand what, you know, what he's saying, right? And and although I wouldn't really put no weight on the breakfast club for Jack, and he does say some stuff that sometimes is not correct, didn't mean to do a positive or negative here, but there is something to be said about that, that whether you are helping your community by going outside of it because his point was if you're taking all the resources out of the community, it does not come back when you marry because your inheritance goes to outside of your community. 
That's all he was. I think that's the point that he was making. That's how I took it. So that's a that's tough. I'll have to defer to you guys about that. But I that is a tough question because that is a question for the ages for us when people think that we have a lot of wealth and we're starting to you know create equity and everything is about interracial marriage or you know. It, once it starts to turn to that and that's starting to get marketed back to us as a community, what does it mean for the culture that never has had equity inside of the greater culture anyway? Oh, I'm sorry, inside of white supremacy. Black people have not had any equity inside of white supremacy, so how does that work? And I think he was just saying the family structure is a little bit different. I don't mean to put words in his mouth, but it's a little bit different when your resources go outside of your community. And there's no mm. way to guarantee that's going to happen. You marry outside of your community. Wow. He put it back to us. I thought he put it to us because maybe he has a white girlfriend, but I forget who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the Flavor Flav or the serious side. But I, no. <laughs> a Chuck D, I should say, not Flavor Flav, the Chuck D. <laughs> I was, I was, um, I didn't want to do Momo B today and be like, look. Um, I was hey, trying to be after, quiet. Look, I was trying to be quiet. Listen, after the 14th, <laughs> you can call my no, no, I'm joking. No, I'm not even gonna go there. Oh I'm just gonna let that go. <sighs> like the lady says on the intro, and it looks quiet. And that's why I get kicked out because I be trying to be quiet. Somebody be like, "Girl, get him!" <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Uh, like hey, Mr. Elias, like the lady saying our intro, and sometimes a little comedy as well. So, Mr. Elias, let me let me go to you on this because. You know, once again, I want to make sure that I'm not looking at this through, you know, colored lenses. And what I mean by that is that, I mean, is it okay for us to accept, you know, it's like, hey, we pro-black, we this, we that, you know, I mean, these are people, y'all leave our sisters and brothers alone, but then we want to protect people from the very same, we want to protect our brothers and sisters from the from the very same people who they married any damn way. So, so it just seems to me, once again, I don't know. For the record, because I don't want anyone to, because I'm about to go out here and grab some comments, and boy, I know they're probably light lit up right now. But, but I don't want people to think that I'm against it. I don't. I mean, hey, whatever. Like Jerome said, but do you see any rhyme or reason to where where I'm going with this or no? I see rhyme or reason with it, but you can't help who you love, man. At first, you love the person. Yeah, you open your heart. If, if, if you, like, now, now trust me, nephews deal with black women. I, I got two of them. One lives in North Carolina, one lives in Henderson, Kentucky. And I deal. And they don't, they don't date black women. And that's, that's their preference. And I, uh, that's what you can deal with. That's what you can deal with. But, you know, these white women have some, <laughs> some of them have break my nephews over the cold. And had him put in jail and done all this stuff. And he went right back to him. I said, and I asked my nephew, I said, then if you can't, if, if you can't deal with a black woman, you date a white woman that's putting your black ass in jail too. Mm-hmm. And he was like, try, well, I, try like, man, I like, that's what I like. That's what I like. I'm going to say, well, that's what you like. That's what you like. I get it. If that's what you, and because their mother, they're, God bless a beautiful black woman, beautiful. It's showing there's white men, so I get this is how they were raised. 
Hmm. Okay. You love who you love. I don't know. Look, look, Jay, Jay, what he say? What? I don't know what the fuck he just said. <laughs> hey, watch your mouth before you get kicked out of another hey, establishment hey, 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 this morning. Said. I'm going to give you my tip said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Someone escort her to the door, please. Oh, my God. You're going to get kicked out again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Uh, I, look, I apologize. Oh, my God. She's she still, she still, you know, she still feeling it. Oh, my Lord. All right. So, uh, okay, this conversation didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. So, we're going to stop. Yeah. I was going to real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I understand what they're saying. I'm just saying that when – when it comes to what he said, now not even my personal opinion, but what Umar Johnson said, from his yeah. perspective, I, again, I understand that because he's making the point Uh-oh. that just like with, Nate, with Nate, the Native American community, they start marrying mm-hmm. outside of Native Americans, they dilute their culture. Black people are the only people who don't think that we have a culture so that it's okay to be outside of it. I don't know what the answer to the question is, but I'm just saying that's always problematic in any culture that wants to maintain mm. their culture. Because white folks mm. do not accept other people's culture. They will assimilate it and melt it into something else, but they will mm. not accept your culture as, as a whole. Wow. That's so, some good stuff. That's problematic. All right. All right. I got to go grab comments. Uh, we'll uh, take a news break <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back after this. You don't sound happy about that. I don't. One of Africa's largest banking groups is confirming the death of its chief executive in a helicopter crash in Southern California. Access Bank says Herbert Weekway, his wife and son, were among the six people killed in Friday night's crash northeast of Barstow. The former chair of the Nigerian Stock Exchange was also killed. Federal safety regulators are investigating the crash. The San Francisco 49ers will attempt to win their sixth Super Bowl franchise in history when they take on the Kansas City Chiefs later today. NPR's Tristan Plunkett reports they'll be relying on a quarterback who was not highly sought after just two years ago. In 2022, Brock Purdy had to wait until the 262nd pick to hear his name called on draft day. It's referred to as Mr. Irrelevant, meaning the last player selected in the NFL draft. Now in his second year, he has taken full advantage of a starting opportunity and was asked about his path in the run-up to this year's Super Bowl. People can overlook you, may not think you're the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, but man, if you believe in yourself and you think that you have what it takes and you truly do believe that and you don't give up on it, then you can achieve it. Purdy is the third misery relevant to reach the Super Bowl, but the first at the quarterback position. He'll have to outduel his counterpart, Patrick Mahomes, who's trying to make the Chiefs the first back-to-back champions since the New England Patriots did it in the 2003 and 2004 seasons. Tristan Plunkett, NPR News. Forecasters are keeping an eye on a nor'easter. It's expected to bring rain and snow to the east coast beginning tomorrow. The storm could bring up to a foot of snow from Pennsylvania to Massachusetts. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR and the following message come from Edward Jones. When you want to navigate through the complexities of retirement strategies, it can help to sync up with an Edward Jones financial advisor who takes an approach that puts your goals first. Let's figure it out together. Edward Jones. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org. 
The Pentagon says there are no signs that Moscow is planning to use its nuclear weapons and that there is no reason to adjust the U.S. nuclear posture. The Defense Department issued a statement after Russian President Vladimir Putin announced plans to station tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. He claims the move is a response to Britain's decision to provide Ukraine with armor-piercing rounds containing depleted uranium. The deployment would be the first time since the mid-1990s that Russia has stationed nuclear arms beyond its borders. The beloved Mexican children's comedian Javier Lopez, better known as Cabello, has died. He was 88 years old. And Pierce Chloe Veltman reports he was an enduring presence on TV throughout Latin America. Over a career spanning more than six decades, Cabello made dozens of movies. Four seven eight five zero one seven two is the call. And it is time for Pastor Steve state your case for a read comments from the world famous chat room and from social media. And uh, wow, we have some out here. So let me read it. Let me get some in here real quick. Uh, Pastor Steve, of course, comes to check his show. Peace and blessings, family. Great show as always. And I agree with Jay. Fannie Willis should have known better. Be blessed. Thank you, Pastor Terry from San Antonio. Great fun fact on MLK, but Jerome has been saying this for years. I think he's referring to the fact that uh, during the Kabina uh, Man piece, talked about MLK being a radical. Uh, Mr. Oh, that's his name. Mr. Mr. from Texas, Arcana. says, Mr. Trump has committed treason against the United States and should be in jail. It is called white privilege. I hear you, mister. That's a cool name. Uh, Christina from Chicago, I'm totally offended. Uh-huh. Here we go. I am totally offended by your comments pertaining to interracial marriage. I've been married to my African king for 15 beautiful years. Love is colorblind, so no boundaries. What is color shouldn't matter. Shame on you. Hey, man, your mic is breaking in and out. Your mic is breaking in and out. Okay, okay, so you didn't hear what I didn't hear what I just read. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I just heard you. It's broken out. Too bad. Oh boy, you sound good. Nobody listen to Miss Les. His shit is fucked up. Uh oh. Okay, All right, so Angela from Florida. I miss the days of the old show. Miss here in Momo. I'm not against uh, interracial marriage, and, and I was not feeling your comments, Jay, until you said saving them from the enemy. And let me get one more. Seth from Houston. Says, hey, Jay, are you talking to me and Vanita? And I'm like, oh, Seth. <laughs> Man, you need to stop. I can't wait to let her listen to this. Oh, hey, Seth, I'm going to call you after the show. Oh, damn, I didn't know Seth was listening to Oh, <laughs> Oh my God! Are you serious? Seth is a guy that I know, and he's an interracial. Anyway, online radio at its best. Seth, I didn't know Seth listened to the damn show. Seth, I'll call you after. So it's time for our final thoughts, and we're gonna turn Momo B's mic back on. Miss Drunkenness, final thoughts. Oh my God! Oh, oh y'all geez. playing? First of all, it's my birthday. It's been my birthday for three days, and I appreciate my birthday. And thank you. I think somebody texted me something, but I'm sure it wasn't you, Jay. I think it was Elias. And thank you, Elias. I love you. And any of you didn't text me either, and I don't know. But anyway, it's my birthday, and I love it. And I've been kicked out. Every time I go somewhere, I always get kicked out. And that's what's making it a fun time. And that's me. Alrighty. My movie. Thank you. Love y'all. <laughs> Love you too, baby. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. All right, bro, man. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Okay. Yeah, since, since we're, it's um, Black History Month and I didn't do anything um, today, I just want to say this. Libya's President Muammar Gaddafi gave $300 million to other nations and put up $100 million to create a satellite um, system for other countries so that they didn't have to go through European phone companies to make their phone calls. And um, he put up $100 million a year just for phone calls. And we wonder why that guy was killed. Well, the African Development Bank was being set up with $70 billion so that other nations could borrow money without going through the IMF or the World Bank, and they can have zero interest loans. And on the island of St. Kitts, he was going to set up a Caribbean Development Bank with $1 billion so that they can have zero interest loans. And so in the nature of black history, to tell you something that you didn't know, that man was not killed because he did anything to anybody but Europeans. So, happy Black History Moment. President Gaddafi. My name is Gully, yes, ma'am. Well, like I always say, folks, when you get out and vote, you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. So, look, you know our democracy is in peril. Get out and vote and vote the right way. Don't vote the wrong way. Vote your pocketbook and vote your conscience. If your conscience tell you to vote for Trump, you probably need to look at your conscience. Interesting. You know, as we all celebrate Super Bowl Sunday and spend time with family and friends a year ago today, uh, my family lost a very special member of our uh, family and friends, uh, Lewis. My daughter's uh, boyfriend of five years uh, died in a car crash uh, one year ago today. Um, it's been tough for our family, it's been tough for his family, and it's been tough for my little girl. And so as a father, I'm going to go and spend a couple of hours with my baby today just to make sure she's okay. Um, you know, hug your loved ones, because you never know uh, when your final day is your last. And so uh, to Lewis's family, uh, to uh, my sweetie Alexis, I love you. Uh, we will celebrate Lewis's memory tonight because I know Lewis always loved these Super Bowl parties. And, uh, you know, and I just pray that God's grace and mercy uh, will uh, comfort everyone involved in this during this most difficult time. And on that note, Mr. Elias, Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J show. So be hey, Alexis, just for me, man. Be safe doing your Super Bowl parties and uh, remember, love each other. That's what we have. So, for Mr. LES, for Jerome, I'm Omo Beasy. I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful work week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And remember, for Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side of the Jay Riles Show. God bless. We'll see you next week. Happy birthday to me.